Episode 62, How Much Are You Worth? Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Educators, this is Gretchen from Always a Lesson. And whether you're teaching a lesson or just learning one yourself, this podcast is for you. I am here to empower you. I want to make sure that you reach your potential. And that's why I referred to you as elite, because only an elite educator would take time to invest in themselves by listening to a podcast just like this to help hone their craft. Well, let's start by first thanking all of you guys who are going on to iTunes and leaving ratings and reviews. It certainly is great feedback for me, so I know what you're liking, but also tells iTunes to keep pumping out the show to help more teachers. So today's shout-out goes to Mark Costas, who wrote, Fantastic! Well done! He said, We're all educators. This show applies to everyone. As a parent, I want to work with my children's teachers. This podcast helps me understand the struggle of the teachers. Very well done. Thank you, Gretchen. Well, Mark, I appreciate you stopping by to write that very kind review. And I can't believe how many parents are listening to the show. That's absolutely fantastic. We are partners in education, and so to know that this is not only blessing educators, but also those who partner with educators is so fantastic. So today I want to help you reignite your passion and that potential by talking about measuring your worth as a teacher leader. Hang on, this is going to be one empowering ride. I love to start episodes by sharing the idea behind the concept I'm wanting to teach. So right now it's back to school time and I was thinking about all the different teachers that I'm seeing share and showcase their classroom decor and setups, and these are like the gung-ho teachers. These are the ones that are going to go above and beyond no matter what throughout the school year. But some of those teachers will burn out over time, but then there's the rest of them that are like the energizer bunnies who you think, don't you ever just get tired or run out of your own money? (laughs) Your room is beautiful and your students love it and your instruction is fabulous And then there's the group of teachers who kind of just do the bare minimum to make sure that they keep their job. And I say job because that is what it is to them. It's not a career and not a passion. It's something to do to collect a paycheck. And I started thinking, okay, so if I were to take this group of teachers, the ones that start out strong but burn out, the ones that stay strong, and then the ones that just kind of putts along, there are actually two categories, even though... I mentioned three types of teachers. There's givers, and then there's takers. And so I thought, okay, well, those gung-ho teachers are all about giving the best to their kids, to the school, to the parents, those that get burnt out, do a little mixture of the both. They, they give until they can't give anymore, and then they start taking to be able to replenish, and then they may jump back into the giver pool. And then, of course, the bare minimum, they're the takers. They're just going to do what's required take whatever freebies they can get, and keep on moving. And so when I think about teacher leaders, I think about in a school system, the leaders are 
either the giver or the taker, but I look at it differently when you're in leadership. I think of it as making a deposit or making a debit. So it's almost like you're either giving back or you're taking, but in the form of making something better or just taking something selfishly for yourself. It's either good for the group or just good for you. It's personal satisfaction versus collective betterment. And you may think, oh my gosh, a leader who's selfish? Like, how does that even make sense? But yes, I've seen them. They're the ones that are in disguise. They've got these ulterior motives. You know, who's watching? What can I do now? Um, versus this is what's best for kids. This is what I'm doing. Or, you know, this is my passion, so I'm just going to do it big. They're the ones that have to make mention that they set up everything for the staff breakfast or that they went out and purchased all these dollar bins at Target or Walmart and are donating to the new teachers. They have to make it known what part they played. And they do go above and beyond, and it does bless everyone else, but it's just for the recognition, which to me is, is although you're depositing, it's almost an immediate debit because you're doing it selfishly. And people are always watching. I mean, teachers you're leading, administration who leads you, parents and students. And so it got me thinking about this question and what I titled the episode is, how much are you worth? You know, if you're constantly making deposits into your school system or into your school or your classroom, your worth is huge. But if you are making those deposits and immediately taking the debit, then you're never really accruing a balance, so your worth isn't much. If you're the leader that does the bare minimum, then you're only debiting, so now you're in the negative. And so I pose that question to you, is how much are you worth? And if you were asked to measure your worth, what would you say? Do you make deposits into your district to make it better, or do you make a withdrawal from the district to make yourself better? So, for example, a deposit might be that you see a need and you come up with a solution and you spearhead the movement to make it happen versus a debit where you use district money for your own personal wants and needs, you know, rather than what's needed to positively affect your own students. You know, I think about going to conferences as something we all have to do or just professional development in general. And when you're there, do you draw in your notebook and complain the whole time? You know, that's that take, take, take mentality. You're not producing anything. You're not giving anything back. You're just debiting. Or are you there and you're networking and you're asking questions and more importantly, you apply what you learned the very next day? Well, that's a deposit. Yes, you're taking during the actual professional development, but you're also giving when you're there and then you give afterwards. So therefore, your, your worth continues to increase. And a true leader continues to give even when they're not rewarded. You know, who cares they don't get a jeans pass for attending the professional development? Or who cares that they used up all their donors' choose grant money on books for their classroom library instead of using it on an iPad or two so that they could use one for themselves at school and at home? Or who cares that they deliver effective instruction when no one is watching? And who cares that they train their teammates in whatever, guided reading, let's say, without one payment or recognition from the school? Because to them, who cares? It's not about what I'm doing. It's how are we doing together collectively. And if I have this talent and I have this passion, 
I'm going to use it to make everyone around me better. And they don't even think about how can this make me look better? How can I get ahead? How can I use this to my advantage? That just doesn't even enter their brainwaves. And so really effective teacher leaders give, give, and give some more. They're not a teacher for the fame and the fortune. They're not making decisions daily that just better themselves and no one else. You know, they're selfless, not selfish. So if you were to measure the worth of an effective educator, you know, the amount of deposits that they make without ever asking, requesting, or with making a withdrawal, it would be infinite. I mean, countless, you wouldn't even be able to keep track. If you had that checkbook register to keep track of what you're debiting and depositing, I mean, you wouldn't even be able to keep up. And it would be so clear that one is dominating that you just would stop and say, I don't need to do this any longer. They are clearly continuing to deposit. So let's do some reflection. So you've been introduced to the concept of deposits and debits. You understand that to be a great teacher leader, you need to be so into the game of depositing for the good of the group that you lose count of your actions and therefore you expect nothing in return. And only then can you reach your potential as a leader. So stop keeping a record of what you give versus what you get and just start stepping up your game with the sole focus being on enriching the lives of those that you're encountering. And so where are you on this spectrum? And be honest, are you the giver? Are you the taker? Are you somewhere in between? I have to admit, I started out a giver, and I'm one of those that got burnt out. And to be honest, it was because I got broke. And so then I would wait to give again until I could replenish my own energy, because I was constantly giving, and then also my funds so I could give back. And I think that's natural. And as much as I wanted to give, 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 I just couldn't do it alone. You know, my intent was not to hold out until I was rewarded before I'd do something good again, but my intent was to just put my energy on hold until I could manage going the extra mile in good health and financial standing. And I think that's probably where most of you land is you're a mixture due to some circumstances. And so what I would say there is, what was your intention? My heart was in the right place while I was on pause, and I gave what I could instead of just crossing my arms and bad-mouthing the score count of the district versus myself. But now that I know my worth and how it wavered based on my circumstances, both in health and finances, I would be able to now create a plan of action so I wouldn't waver, meaning I know that back to school is so fun and I'd want to give everything to make my classroom perfect, but knowing that that then makes me exhausted for the first day of school and I had nothing to give to my kids, that's too early to go on pause. (laughs) So I would probably slow down a little bit. I'd purchase everything, know where everything's going to go, set up the most important things, and as that first week got rolling, do a little bit each day. That way I could conserve my energy, still go above and beyond, but I'd keep my giving at the same level rather than spiking and then dropping and then spiking and dropping. But I can only make that assessment now because I've been there and done that and had that reflection time. And that's what's going to make this year great for you is you now are able to sit and say, where am I on the spectrum and how can I problem solve to make it better? You don't have to tell me where you rate yourself on the worth scale, but start thinking about what you can do to improve your score. Is it a mindset shift? 
Is it that you need to take more action, you know, volunteer to organize a club or take a task off someone's plate or share resources and knowledge with others for free? You know, whatever it may be, just take action. And teacher leaders are fantastic people. They love what they do. They help others do the same. But we need to just take time to pause and evaluate our worth to those that we lead. That way we can continue to have a positive impact. Are our minds right? Are our hearts right? Are we healthy? Are we happy? Are we sane? Are we financially free or are we strapped? You know, all these questions affect our worth score. And when we know what's affecting us, we can adjust and do better. So here's what I want you to do. Spend the next few days watching yourself. Evaluate your deposits, evaluate your debits in your leadership, and then decide what your worth score would be. And then start taking action each day to slowly improve that score so that you move more towards the giver without any wavering of the taker. We all can do better, and I'm here to ensure that you do just that. So be honest with yourself, reflect on what you can do better and how, and then take some action. And in a month's time, I hope you can answer the question, how much are you worth, with a definitive answer, with the strongest of impact on our profession. I know you can, and I know you will. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on measuring your worth as a teacher leader. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. This podcast is sponsored by the Educators Podcast Network, a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcastnetwork.com for more details.